Welcome to my testimony. And today we have a very, very, very special lady with us. Oh, yes. yes, we have yes. we have known this lady since I mean almost yeah over twenty something years. She's <laughs> very special <laughs> guest time. we have today. I want to welcome um, to Eudora Stevens to my testimony. Welcome, Miss Stevens. Thank you very much. It is so exciting to be here. Um, you guys are doing a great job, and I'm just so glad to be able to add to your program today and to just lift up the name of Jesus and let people know what a wonderful, beautiful Savior he is. Amen, amen, amen. 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 And yeah, we know Mrs. Stevens, um, our girls. Yeah, she's a teacher. teacher. Yep. I saw grass. I know. Wow. Back in the day. Yeah. Yep. And we, we're still good friends up to this. So it's a pleasure to have you on my testimony today. So welcome Thank again. Thank you. Thank you very much. My pleasure. So before we get into today's testimony, let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we thank you so much. Thank you so much for just bringing us here again and to participate and to hear another testimony. We just pray as Mrs. Stevens shares with us today that, uh, that the words that you will give her and that her testimony would be such a blessing to those and everyone who is listening. So we ask that you continue to bless us, continue to be with us again, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, Mrs. Stevens, tell us about your beginnings because it's not in America. Right. So where were you born? So I was born and raised in Guyana in South America. Mm. I come from a very large family. I'm seven siblings older than me and seven younger. Oh, wow. So I'm smack in the middle. And right. I think I think, you know, God chose me, um, put me there for a special reason. I always think that, you know, mm -hmm. um, I was born into this family for a special reason. Anyway, um, we grew up, you know, like an average large Caribbean family running around playing wild in the yard, etc. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, religion has always been a big part, you know of the life of Caribbean people. You know, you go to Brand Sabbath school and, you know, wherever there was a religious service or mother sent us. Right. Um, so, so I grew up knowing about God, but you know, not a Seventh-day Adventist by no means. Wow. Okay. So um, how did you come to, um, to find the church or where did the church find you? Where did the church find me? That's a good question. <laughs> right. Because we were, um, we lived in on the other side of the rail, rail railway tracks, as they would say, mm -hmm. and that's not a place that a lot of people came to. You know, the, the the church was very far away from where we lived. But these two um, laymen had come knocking on our doors, okay. invited us to church. They had walked all those miles and come to our home oh, wow. and invited us. And my mom had allowed us to go. Um, these were Baptist um, lay people. Okay. And I sat down in the little service and for the first time, my heart was stirred. I was 14 years old. Oh, 
oh, wow. and my heart was stirred by the Holy Spirit and I received Jesus as my savior at oh, wow. 14 oh, wow. and I got baptized and I thought that was it, you know? Um, and when I was 17, three years later, we um, were invited to uh, Adventist crusade. Okay. Um, I, as a Baptist, you know, we always regarded Adventists as, you know, not realizing that they were free from the law and mm -hmm. what was wrong with them. Didn't mm -hmm. they know? Didn't they know? They didn't have to keep this Sabbath anymore. Mm -hmm. Why were they living on the bondage, etc., etc. Right. But you could not deny that Adventist Church had good music. Okay. And so um, at the Crusades, there would be, you know, these choirs and so on. And I come from a musical family. My sister sang on stage, you know. Okay. And so um, that attracted us. And of course, it was a place to go in, you know, growing up in my community, a large Adventist tent crusade was an event. Right. And that is where everybody went, you know. And right. so, so we went, not thinking at all that I would ever become, you know, a Seventh-day Adventist. And then I heard, I heard the preacher talk about, preach from the Bible, mm -hmm. all these things that I was starting the Baptist church were, um, were, you know, that the Adventists were following these things that were not biblical. Right. And I learned about, you know, the state of the dead. And I learned about how God doesn't burn people in hell forever. Mm -hmm. And and I heard about the Sabbath. At that time, I worked on Saturday. I worked at a bank, which was very prestigious for a 17-year-old living oh, wow. in this I, community. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right? Not like here, where right. working at a bank is not right. It was a big deal. And um, I heard about the Sabbath from the Bible and the preacher would show everything in the Bible, you know, and mm. I would go home and I would search the Bible for myself and I would be, Oh, wow, it's here. But then I would read Galatians and Romans and Paul is saying, you don't need to keep the law anymore to be saved. We're mm. saved by grace. Mm. But then I would go back the next night and the preacher would, would show these texts that show that we still need to keep the Sabbath. And so I was confused. But I was, I would, was very prayerful and I would ask God to show me, show me because, you know, I want to do your will. Show me what the truth is. Mm -hmm. I remember it was the last night of the crusade. It was Friday night and they were going to have the final baptism on the Saturday mm -hmm. and I couldn't sleep. And I wrestled with the text over and over. It was two o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit led me to Romans 3.31. And I was reading the New Living Translation mm -hmm. and it said, now then, since we are saved by faith, does this mean we no longer need to obey God's laws? Mm -hmm. Just the opposite. In, in fact, it's only when we trust Jesus we can truly obey God's laws. Right, and then right. I closed my eyes and I went to sleep and I made my decision. The next morning I didn't go to work because I worked on Saturday. Wow. I went to the church service and, you know, everybody was surprised to see me because, you know, the pastor kept pressing me to make a decision. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't because I'm not convinced, you know? Mm. And so he was surprised. They were surprised to see me turn up with my little bag with my change of clothes. Okay. And so, yeah, that's how I became a Seventh-day Adventist. At, I was 17 years old. Yeah. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, that changed the whole trajectory of my life, becoming a Seventh-day Adventist then. Beautiful, wow. beautiful. So how did you come to America? So um, I 
did not have any big goals for myself or anything at 17 because no one in my family had finished high school in the Mm -hmm. neighborhood where we live. Nobody really, you know, we had no professionals or anything. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have any big dreams or goals or anything. But when I became an Adventist, I noticed all the young people are going to CUC, they're going mm-hmm. to West Indies College, or they're going right. to University of Guyana, or they're going to Teachers College. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can do that too, you know? Mm-hmm. I can, I, so university and college, those things were not even on my radar. Wow. I had no idea that that was something I could do coming from this poor um, neighborhood where we right. came from, you know? And so then I became a teacher. I got married, got my children. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was looking, I went to school in Guyana for free. But okay. fortunately, by the time I was ready to enter university, it was free for all, you know, we were, you know, we were experimenting with socialism. And so, yeah, that came as a part of it. Okay. And so I went to university for free, mm-hmm. but then they started to charge a fee after they were coming back out of socialism. Mm-hmm. And um, my children, I would have had to pay for them to go to university. Okay. And I was a teacher and on my poor teacher salary, mm-hmm. I could not, poor teacher salary, I couldn't <laughs> afford to pay for a university education for my kids. And mm-hmm. so I started to look outside of GAN. And so, yeah, so we came to America in 1999. Okay. And in 2000, we came to Florida. Right. And I came to um, to teach at Sawgrass Adventist School, mm. and became a member of the Plantation Church. Right. right. And, um, and that's where I met you guys and taught yes. your children in first grade. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine that you know Diana and Dominic are now young women. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I taught them to read in first grade. I know, right. <laughs> Six yep. and seven year old, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, wow. yep. And I and I remembered. I remember the first time you came to Plantation. Actually, um, I think Rhonda was singing one Friday night, and you, you and your husband came, and and I was doing the um, the sound. I was on the soundboard mm-hmm. for the sound check, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I think I met you guys. I met I met the entire family. I think it was just Rhonda, yourself, and her, and her sister. Mm-hmm. So. So I remember that time. So mm-hmm. and and as I said, the rest is history. So the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. So and um, just want to say before we move forward that we really do appreciate you teaching all girls to read. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Up and to now, and they still it. remember you. Yeah. They still remember you and the respect wow, that they have for yeah. you. You know. So Great just want to say that um, God is that, God is wonderful that yeah. He's able to put you in our path. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So how was your spiritual journey now you're in America? Was it any different? So I, yeah, so I came to Plantation from the Caribbean mm-hmm. where I don't know if your experience, Colin, was the same as mine in the Caribbean. Uh, and yeah. Don, I don't know. I don't know. You didn't go. You didn't no, experience no, no, no. Adventism in the Caribbean. But experiencing Adventism in the Caribbean, Colin, I don't know if you would remember that it was very strict. It yes. was all about the rules yes. and, you know, what to wear and what to eat and mm-hmm. so on. And there was a lot of um, preaching about that from the pulpit, you know. Yep. And I remember as a young person, I would 
not want to leave church because I would think that, you know, I know as soon as I leave, I'm going to do all of these things that they tell me not to do. Right, even right. though I was, even though I was a Christian and mm -hmm. reading my Bible and everything, I still did not experience victory over sin, right. you know? And so um, I lived, you know, checking off all that I was doing right and so on and still struggling to reach perfection, mm -hmm. which they told you you had to reach, you know, before Jesus comes. Right. You have to reach yep. perfection. And I knew that I was not getting there. But as I progressed you know, in my Christian life, I remember I would agonize with God and say, you said we'll find you if we search for you with hidden gold. I want to find you. Mm -hmm. I want to know who you are. Mm -hmm. And um, I would, you know, struggle and try to find find a right relationship with God, you know. And I thought I had found it. Right. I thought I had found it because I was doing better. You know, I was, you know, married and settled and mm -hmm. my children doing well and everything. And, you know, as you mature, the temptations of the world become less and less. Right. And so I thought I was really making it. I was checking off those Ten Commandments lists, you know, and I thought, you know, finally, I'm, you know, almost ready for a translation. I'm there, you know. Yeah, you're 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 getting perfect and perfect every day in your own yeah. strength. Yeah, in my own strength, but in my heart, I knew that something was missing. Mm. You know, so when I looked at the letter of the law and I did my checklist, I still felt miserable. Mm. You know, you you can't put your finger on it. Right. Like I remember when I would be praying with Mr. Stevens, my husband, mm -hmm. he would say, how come you're in such anguish over your sins? Mm. What, what is it that you'd be doing behind my back that I don't know? <laughs> wow. Because he was like, I mean, as far as I see, you're good to go. Right. So, um, and so, yeah, I knew that something was missing. I knew mm. that I was a sinner, even though, on the other hand, I thought I was good when I compare myself to the letter of the law. Right. And um, I, I remember, though, sitting on the pastor cabana mm -hmm. and hearing him preach about god's love mm -hmm. and hearing him preach about your salvation is assured and that you didn't have to do works to be saved but coming right. from a caribbean background right. that's a hard thing to accept yep. yes you know in theory about god's love but to give up the works give up the striving which mm -hmm. pastor cabana was asking us to do as a congregation right. but i did not know how to do that you know i would accept it on sabbath i would be so happy i would sing the songs i would go home and then i would start all over again living under the old covenant so on sabbath on the pastor cabana was a new covenant christian Oh, wow. But once I got home, it was the old covenant all over again, wow. um, trying to live, you know, trying to be perfect and holy. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Yep. Amazing. And, and, Amazing. I, and I can relate to that because um, Plantation was the first church that I heard about brokenness. Mm. I heard yes. about the real. And, um, and it's crazy, you know, because years before that, um, just a few years before, before I started going to Plantation, um, I was very torn in between. Like I was part of the church uh, physically, but mentally I was away from the church. And because of that same reason too, you know, just trying to live a perfect life and just frustrating, you know, just being very frustrated because yes. you can't do it on your own, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. So came January, 2007. 
And the prayer ministry team at Plantation announced that there was going to be this prayer conference at Camp Calacqua. Okay. And, um, you know, they were asking for volunteers, you know, who would like to go to this prayer conference. And at that time, I was feeling really, really empty. Mm-hmm. I was really on low. And um, I thought that maybe this is something I can do that would help me spiritually, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I went with Jack and Joanna and Pastor Cabana and the other members of the prayer ministry team. D4C went to, um, they, they played the music. Yes. And yeah. so um, we went. And I remember the Friday night when I got there and I saw who the speaker was, this little Filipino woman named Michelle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what can she tell me that I don't already know? Wow. You know, it wasn't a pastor in a suit or in a tie or anything. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was just a simple little lady. Mm-hmm. And I almost dismissed her until she started to speak about her own experience, mm-hmm. how she was converted, how she was born a Seventh-day Adventist. And at 28, she had the vision, as it were, when her child was born. And Jesus said to her, if you do not get to know me, this child will be as lost as you are, wow. Michelle. And she realized, she said, but I don't, I don't know you. It's true. I don't know you. How can I know you? And she told us her experience, which is what I was experiencing. You know, right. I really did not know him. Right. And so um, she spoke powerfully. I mean, it was it was the Holy Spirit speaking to her and wooing our hearts and telling us, come and, you know, Jesus loves us. And, the, you know, he's asking us to come into this relationship with mm-hmm. him and we can stop our fighting. Mm-hmm. We can stop our struggling with the words mm-hmm. and just accept his love. He loved us. You didn't have to do anything for him to love us. And even though Pastor Cabana was preaching this from the pulpit, um, I guess he had prepared my heart, I guess. Right. So as she shared her story and as we, as I um, listened to the Holy Spirit, my heart began to break mm-hmm. and I started to cry. I mean, all tears gushed out of me. I hadn't cried a lot since I became an adult. And for that weekend, I remember weeping, weeping, weeping Mm -hmm. as all the burdens came out of me. And I um, and I realized that all I was trying to do were just filthy rags, you know, Mm -hmm. and and it was this uh, it was as if, you know, I tell people it was as if I saw the eyes of Jesus Mm -hmm. saying to me, girl, I love you. I have always loved you. Didn't have to do all these things to make me love you. I just love you false and all. And you see that checklist that you have where you think you're so perfect that you're better than people. Mm. He said, um, I love you in spite of that. And he, and and he said, you see all them people you think you're better than Mm. I love them too. Eudora. I love them just as much as I love you. Your works have nothing to do with my love for you. And you can stop fighting, stop fighting, just accept my love and live in it. Right. And that was such an experience for me. 
mm-hmm. that um, that weekend. It's just, I tell people it's as if I saw the very eyes of Jesus right. and saw that he's not in the business of condemning and, you know, writing down your name in the book, which mm-hmm. is what I used to think, mm-hmm. you know. And when I would sin, I would be on my knees there calling and begging him not to take my name out of the wow. book, wow. that I want to go to heaven. Please wow. don't take my name out of the book. Please don't burn me in hell, you oh, know. Wow. And so, and then I saw that that's not what he's about. He's not about taking your name out of the book. He's not about writing your sins down. He's about loving you and then helping you in that relationship with him. Right, right. So let's back up a little bit. Tell us, tell us about the, um, the, the, the ideas that you had about people that you're better than them. Was it because you are more religious than them or you think they're not serving Christ and you're serving Christ? So, you're ready to go so, to heaven and they're not. So the thing about living under the old covenant, the thing about living by words is that it, it leads us to a place of where we condemn others mm. because, because you can check off the list. Right. You judge people by that list mm-hmm. and you say, you know, this one is, you know, doing this. So this one is over here. Oh. This one is in church and standing up there to preach, but this one is doing this over here, which you're not doing. So of course you're better than them, you know? And even though Pastor Cabana would talk to us about we are broken people, it never really penetrated my mind. Now that's the way I talk. Now that's the way, that's where I realized that we all are broken people. But Mm -hmm. at that time, Colin and, 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 um, Dawn, mm-hmm. I thought I was not such a broken person. Oh, wow. I thought that I was, you know, I was living up to the letter of the law at least, you know. Right. I didn't lie. I didn't steal. I didn't commit adultery. I returned my tithe and offering faithfully. I came to mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. I was teaching in the Adventist school. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, I was better than those who were not living up to those works. Wow. Right. Wow. Wow. And, and, then, and then when you... um. When, when you when you have the little human factor comes into you and you make a mistake, that's why you were so uh, messed up and broken, right? Yeah, because, you know, as a teacher, you interact with the children every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let me tell you, interacting with children every day would let you know whether you're a Christian or not. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. You know? So right. when I would come home in the afternoon or in the evening to do my evening worship and I would think about all the people I hurt and, you know, the people I yelled at and uh-huh. the selfishness and the mm-hmm. judgmental way and the people that it was hard for me to forgive, you know? And I would, I would, I would agonize. And I remember my morning worship song I would sing, you know, Oh, for a heart to praise my God. Mm-hmm. A heart from sin set free, you know? Mm-hmm. A heart in every thought renewed and full of love divine, perfect and right and true and good. A copy, Lord, of thine. And I would sing it in anguish because mm-hmm. that's what I wanted. But somehow that's not what I would experience mm-hmm. on a daily basis, you know? Right. And I would, you know, I would, I would be struggling and striving to reach to this place in my life, which I could never attain to, no matter how hard I tried. Wow. Wow. And the thing about it, Colin and, and Don, is that people looked at me and people thought I was spiritual. Absolutely. Right. Of you know? course. Absolutely. People yep. thought that I had it all together. It together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, just, um, just maybe that same month or the month before when I was talking with my daughter, Raquel, and 
you know, I was asking her, who is the most perfect person you knew? I, I just wanted to show her how all her righteousness are like filthy rags. And she said, you, mommy, you, you are the most perfect Christian that I know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So people thought I was there. But in my heart, I knew, I knew I was, I was not like Jesus. Right. So when I compare myself to the 10, I was fine. Right. But when I compare myself to Jesus and to his heart mm -hmm. and the way he dealt with people, right. I came up short every time. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So that was my conversion experience when I saw that Jesus did not condemn me. That was an amazing thing that even though he showed me my heart and he showed me all these things, mm -hmm. he said, you do yes, you're judgmental and you put people in categories and you are unforgiving. And, you know, you, you know, he showed me all these things, but yet I love you. You know, right. that was remarkable to me. And, um, and that started me on my journey to love him back. So people say that a message of love and grace would cause mm. people to sin more. It mm. had the opposite effect on me. It's not true. It's true. It's true. It's opposite. Once I come, once I came to understand how loved I was mm. and to see who God really is, that he's not in the business of condemning. He's in the business of saving, you know? Right. And then and then when I came back from Camp Calacqua, let me tell you, I would... I was on a high. I was giddy. Mm -hmm. I just I just read the email that I sent because in those days there was no Facebook, or at least I wasn't a member of Facebook yet, and right. you couldn't just text and so on. So I had everybody in my email, and I remember I just read the email. I came home and I emailed everybody and told them I've met Jesus. I've met Jesus wow. as my Savior. Wow. And I remember in the notes it says, I'm so giddy. I'm so in love with him. Yeah. And when I come home after school, it wasn't to turn on the TV anymore. Mm. It was to open his word. I wanted to read the Bible all over again because now I'm reading it through new eyes. Right. And now I'm getting to understand the character of God. Right. Before, I would just read my quarterly. You know, you study, you study. Yeah, right. yeah. The, the mm -hmm. quarterly, those are the verses you know. Right. But now I'm reading it from Genesis and I'm reading all the verses and I'm trying to find out who this God really is. Mm -hmm. Because obviously he's not the God that I thought he was at all. Oh, wow. And so that was 2007. And since then, I have been on a mission to defend God, as it were, right. to protect his name. And mm -hmm. to let people know, listen, God is not who you think he is at all, you know. And the amazing thing is the things that I struggled with, like the gossiping and mm -hmm. all those things, you know, God gave me the Holy Spirit just renewed my mind. And now I understood what Paul meant when he said, um, it's no longer I that live, you know, mm -hmm. Christ lives in me in and he mm -hmm. does the things in me that I've been trying to do for myself all the time, because right. listen, while I was checking up, thou shall not kill, mm -hmm. you would still, I would still gossip, right. which is killing people's reputation. Wow. You understand? Mm -hmm. But it didn't dawn on me that that was such a big sin mm -hmm. until the Holy Spirit pointed it out to me, you know? 
And so then the Holy Spirit would point out my sins and then help me. He said, come here, Dora, I need to help you with this. I need to help you with that. And, you know, sometimes I tell people the frustrating thing is every time you you win a victory, then the Holy Spirit shows you something something else. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, come, we got something. It's ongoing. Yeah, come, let's work on this other thing, you know. So I've come to realize that we would never achieve a state of perfection. And now I realize that if that was possible, I would not need a savior. So when I kneel down to pray, I'm always so conscious that I need the righteous covering of Jesus, who that's the reason he died. Mm. So we can be covered by his righteousness. And, And Paul said, come boldly to the throne of grace that's why we can come because you know when paul mentioned that is because before then he had said we have such an high priest and he talked about how jesus's blood was enough you know Mm. and then he said so now come boldly so now i can go boldly without a feeling of condemnation you know when i mess up with which you know i still do when I sin now, mm-hmm. I'm not running away from Jesus. No. I'm not in agony right. that I've I've sinned and I'm lost. Mm-hmm. Now I run to him. I said, oh, my goodness, I don't believe I said this. Right. I don't believe I did this. I dishonored you. Mm-hmm. I did not right. reflect your character in this situation I was in, you know. And I would talk to him and I would say, please help me. Help me in this area that, you know. Um, I can grow here. And the next time I would honor you, I would lift up your name by the actions, my actions that I do, you know? Amen. So yeah, that's that's the journey I'm on. Amen. Oh, wow. Amen. Awesome. It, it's it's amazing when you get to that place, you realize how honest you are now. Mm. Because as you said before, you know, you were running from Christ when you messed mm. up and you weren't being honest. And, um, and it's almost like you're not addressing the elephant in the room either. Mm. And, right. and that's why we we gossip when we don't do that because what we do we magnify other, other people's, people's problems yes. so that we can hide, you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I was telling my you know my 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 family I have a morning devotion time with my family, mm-hmm. and so they were saying how they're so content and how they don't understand why people are going after these things Mm -hmm. and i said to them i said to them you might think you're content you might think you're contented because i used to think i'm contented and i told them my experience about um last christmas when the the children were bringing gifts for the teachers you know Mm -hmm. at the school that i teach at we have um a a co-teacher Model, so there are two teachers in every classroom. Right. You know, at Sargas we have smaller classrooms. Yeah, smaller We're a teacher. This charter school we have, we have our classroom is thirty-three kids, but we have two full-time, fully qualified teachers who right. teach in the room. And so the kids brought their gifts, mm-hmm. and here I am comparing what they brought for the te- that teacher versus what they brought for wow. me. Wow. You know. And why did why it is that he was getting more than I was getting? Ah. You know what I mean? And then, you know, when the Holy Spirit brought it to me. So that's mm-hmm. the thing that happens. You say you're content. Right. But these things, when I was living under the old covenant, it would never not have occurred to me that this was sinful. Right. Mm. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? sense of entitlement. Entitlement. The entitlement. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I was born and raised in the church, and that was our biggest thing, the, the sense yeah. of entitlement. You know, I'm Adventist, so I, I know I'm, I yeah. deserve this. And I went yeah. to a little war with God with that, too, because when I wasn't getting certain things, I used to get so mad with him yeah. because I thought I was entitled to certain things. And why these yeah. other people are having these things and I'm not having it. So, you know. And here I am living under the new covenant, you know, mm-hmm. and the right. Holy Spirit arrested me and said, Eudora, um, that is, you know, that is not other, that's not living in an other centeredness, you know, place where I want you to live. You know, the Holy Spirit showed me that this was our pride and covetousness and Mm -hmm. everything. And I remember when I came on my knee, so I was only going to buy gifts for the kids who brought gifts for me. Um, yeah, that was that was my response. Okay, you didn't bring a gift wow. for me. Right. I'm not going to give you a gift. You. This was me wow. living under the new covenant. Wow. And then I remember when the Holy Spirit arrested me, and and I kneeled down here to talk to God about it, and the Holy Spirit said, uh, "Are you going to go and you're going to buy a gift for every child, mm-hmm. not just for those? And then you're going to buy a gift for all the teachers on your team. You." Because here I am saying, oh, Father, help me with this sin. Right. Take this out of my heart. And you think the Lord would just take it out? No, the Lord says, nope. this is what is going to take it out. Right. You give, you give, and that's going to heal you. Yes. And it was a miracle how it happened, you know? And so I was telling them, be careful when you say you're contented. Now I don't boast at all in the flesh. Mm. Because I realize that, you know, you have to compare yourself to Jesus. Right. And whenever you compare to yourself to Jesus, you always see your shortcomings. Right. And it's amazing, you know, how the Holy Spirit would bring those things to my mind now as I spend time with him, as I yearn for his character of, you know, Ty Gibson talks about other-centeredness. Yes. That is the definition of love, you yes. know? Mm-hmm. And that is what I strive for now. Right. I said that, that it's not going to be self, that that I would be able to put people, other people, because that's why Jesus was able to go to the cross. And that's why he is so celebrated in heaven because he put others Mm -hmm. before himself as he knelt in the garden of Gethsemane, you know, and he said, let this cup pass from me. And then he thought about you and me and he put us before himself, you know? Mm -hmm. So that is what love is. And that is what I'm striving for. Other centeredness. Yes. Yes, wow. yes. Yep. And God, God said to us, love me with all your heart and soul and your neighbor as yourself, yourself. right? That's what he asked us to do. Yeah. But you know how we would say your neighbor as yourself, but mm-hmm. your neighbor not more than yourself? I don't know if you've been in those yes, conversations. Yes, I've said that. I've said yeah, that. Yeah. When, mm-hmm. you know, we, mm-hmm. and you must forgive how many times, but, you know, only if people ask you for, for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. We've had all these discussions, wow. Don. Yeah. When do you forgive and how do you forgive? Yes. Forgetting that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, right. you know? Yeah, we so take we in got... records. We take record of our yeah. forgiveness. Man, I've forgiven yeah. you about, you know, how many times already. That's enough. And that's yeah. enough. I'm done with you now. Yep. Yeah. Going back to that entitlement feeling that we're so, you know, it is. this is me calling, you know, this is, you know, so you better you better know who you better recognize who you're dealing with. That's better recognize, yeah. Now, now it's all about Jesus. 
Mm-hmm. Um, for me, and you know, I I'm saying all about Jesus, but yet every day he shows me something new. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> every day he says, "All right, we got to work on this now." I pray for patience, and then he gave me all kind of troublesome children. <laughs> um, and he said, "Okay, That's you got to right. work with these." You know. Yep. And, um. Yeah, and I remember. You know, my sister asking me for her children to come live in my house. Uh-huh. Just this week when we were on Zoom, she was saying, my sister, if I can see you right now, I would just kiss your feet mm. because you've been so kind to me and my children and so good to me and my children. So I burst out laughing. I said, girl, kiss the feet of Jesus yes. because right. you know how long I struggled against it? Mm. I said, me opening my door to you and your children, that was God breaking me down and saying, you Dora, help your sister. You Dora, help your sister. I said, I didn't want to do it in my own, you know, my natural self. Mm -hmm. I said, that was the Holy Spirit bothering me until I said yes, you know. And so even though I'm living under the new cup, because my children are grown, mm-hmm. I don't want to be bothered with children in my home now, right. which is self, which is not other-centeredness. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so even living under the new covenant, I've come to realize that I have to stay close to Jesus. I tell my sisters and my nephew in the mornings, if I don't spend time with Jesus, I don't know what kind of person I would be. You know oh, what I mean? On. Come on, Mrs. Stevens. We know you're the perfect person. I know, right? And you know know what's funny about it? I'm I'm glad we're discussing this now because that's the other part of it too, where we put up this front. Because um, if you're not here telling us about these experiences that you've been... I would never think that of you. Exactly. Because you've always been like the perfect... Perfect Christian, the perfect perfect example, the perfect everything. Yeah. The way you carry yourself. Yeah, everything. You know, it's it's almost like if we we were coming to the school to pick up the girls and we weren't right, we had to make sure we were right Right. before we come in your classroom. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. So I was telling my I was telling my family members now because I just studied the book of John with them mm-hmm. because now like I said I'm on a quest for people to see the heart of the heart of God you know mm-hmm. and John writes about Jesus's Love. interactions right. with people mm-hmm. and in every interaction you see the heart of God and over and over Jesus says you know the Father loves you mm-hmm. and Jesus Jesus says what I'm doing here is just to show you who God is mm-hmm. and so as I as I teach them these things you know um, I was telling them the other day that you know yes you guys look at me and think I'm perfect but you know you don't see my mind and mm-hmm. even, you know, when I would say, did she really wear that to school today? Did she really look in the mirror? You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wow. Those things still come to your mind. So I'm like, if you see my mind, you would know why I'm on my knees asking for forgiveness at the end of the day, you know? Right. Because like you guys said, on the outside, you when you measure me by the 10, I'm doing fine. Yeah. But, you know, when you measure me against Jesus and against the Sermon on the Mount, Love your enemies. Do good to them that hate you, you know? Mm -hmm. You realize that it's only by the grace of God daily. Not even daily. It's moment Moment by by moment. moment. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I tell them that I go to the bathroom. I take a moment at school in the restroom, and I'm praying. I'm saying, oh, Holy Spirit, fill me 
put put a put a muzzle on my mouth that whatever I say to these right. kids, right. that in no way I would hurt the heart of a child. Mm-hmm. That whatever, however I respond to my colleagues, you know, it would always be in a way to honor your name. Mm-hmm. So that's my. Now I live. Up, I remember Pastor Cabana would ask him, Pastor Cabana, how do you get these insights? Mm-hmm. Because I would read the same verses, right. and he said to me, No, and I would not get the same thing. Mm-hmm. And he would say to me, you do a prayer. I'm always in prayer. And he was the one who said to me, even if I go to the bathroom, I'm praying. You know, every time, you know, it comes to me, I open my heart and I talk to God throughout the day. So it's not like me in at that time. It was my morning devotion. Mm-hmm. And then it's your evening worship. And listen, you think you were better than people because you know a lot of families who weren't doing morning devotion. So your family was better than their family, right? Mm. And then when it comes to evening devotion, of course you were doing your evening worship, which made you even better. That put you even in a better category. And when it comes to Friday night, Vespers, oh, you gathered your family, you read the Bible, and you were proud to tell people, oh, the call is back because we're having worship, you know? Mm. And so, you know, you felt better than other families because you were doing these things, you know? Not realizing that it was not Friday night and Sabbath and morning and evening. It was moment by moment, all day long in a relationship with Jesus. So that's also what I came to realize when I was converted, that you cannot depend on yourself at all. Mm. It has to be, let me do the work in you. And let me tell you all the, the, the best thing about living the new covenant life, which is Mm -hmm. this week's Sabbath school lesson Mm -hmm. is the freedom from bondage. It's the freedom from condemnation. It's the freedom from works. And people said, you're going to do less works. You do more works. Of course. It's yeah. just that you're not doing it to do the works. You know what I mean? You're not doing it for works yeah. sake, to check off the list, right. to yeah. go to heaven, mm-hmm. to be in good and regular standing in the church, right. to impress people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're, doing, you're just doing the works because the Holy Spirit is doing the work in you. For you, right. Mm-hmm. right. And better works. Yes than you would have done if you would have been doing it. Because for me, I would have been only buying gifts for those kids who bought me gifts. Wow. But you know, with the Holy Spirit working through me, everybody got a gift. And you know, the thing is, when I give, I bought devotional books because I'm saying, okay, Holy Spirit, first of all, I don't have the money. So you're going to have to give me the money. Second of all, you're going to have to tell me what to buy. Mm -hmm. And I bought devotional books for my staff. For my the teachers in my team, I teach at a charter school, not at an Adventist school, mm-hmm. and so you know you're not free to share your faith or anything. Right. And so I remember when I took the devotional book to one teacher, she burst into tears. Mm. She said, "How did you know? How did you know that I needed this? Wow. I'm struggling in my walk with God." Mm. So then I was able to tell her, "Girl, it wasn't me." This is the Holy Spirit. Put this on my heart to buy this book and bring it for you. Mm. So this is God trying to connect with you because he knows what you're going through. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so very, very, um, you have my curiosity now. Um, when you were living under the old covenant, what pressure did you think you put on your family? Like the girls and Mark and your husband? Oh, Colin. We put our daughter out. 
Oh, wow. Mark and I. Wow. Because she wouldn't come home before the sun set on Sabbath. Wow. On Friday. Wow. Because, you know, she had come home from college. Of course, she was now trying to figure out her life. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. and her father and I were like, this is an Adventist home. Yes. You know, we keep the Sabbath here. Mm. And, you know, poor Mark would be gone and he'd be, he'd run home just in time. Right. But she would not, she'd come home late. She would, you know, she would go out on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so we told her that she couldn't, she had to make a decision wow. whether she would um, mm. stay there and come home and honor the Sabbath or whether she would, you know, live by herself. And, you know, Mr. Stevens is a realtor. And we said, you know, her father said, you have your money saved up and you, I could, you know, you can buy your own house. Okay. I can help you with that. So you can live by yourself and you, you know, you make your own decisions, but right now, you can't live here and not abide by honor. these rules. Not honor the Lord, you know, but honor the Sabbath, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And that absolute, that is something I always regret that I let, I put my child out because my understanding of the Sabbath was different than Colin. Right. I said, you know, thou nor thy son nor thy daughter. Thy daughter. Nor thy yeah. mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what we say. Of course. But yes. I didn't realize that when Jesus said that, He's saying these people need to rest. rest. Yes. Don't burden them with yes. work while exactly. you are observing the Sabbath. Right. I did not understand that that's not what that is what it meant. Mm-hmm. I thought it meant you must not work. Don't let your daughter work. Right. Don't let your slave work. Mm-hmm. I thought that that's how it was. Yes. So I have apologized to that girl. And um, now she's coming back. Because what did that do? That pushed her even yeah, further away, yeah. away you it, know? It, it hurt your relationship with her. Mm-hmm. It did. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing how um, we interpret the Bible and God's word because we're not giving him a chance for him to to interpret it for us. Yes. You know, yes. we, we're going, we're running ahead of him every yes. time and, and, and thinking, yeah. okay, this is the way we do things, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. So what would be your advice to someone who is living under the old covenant? Yeah, the old covenant. What would you tell them today? I would tell them today that they have been freed Mm. from the bondage of the old covenant. Mm. I would tell them that the old covenant is really... Uh, well, it seems like the bondage of the old covenant, just because of our understanding of it. Right, it, right. Because yeah. now that we are, now that I've come to understand the covenant, the covenant from studying this less, this um, quarter's lesson, mm-hmm. it's an everlasting covenant, it and is. it has always been yeah. uh, one covenant from the Garden of Eden, yes. coming down, but just renewed and expanded upon until Jesus fulfilled all the requirements of the covenant. So I would show them that God is a God of love and mercy, as He demonstrated in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve tried to hide from Him. Right. We read the text that says, you shall surely die mm-hmm. to mean I will kill you. Yes. But that's not what God meant. Right. God meant 
this is the consequences of what would happen. Exactly. And so when they hid from him, he came searching for them. Mm-hmm. He came with the he came with the solution. Right. You guys, you messed up, but look, right. this lamb, take off those fig leaves. I can cover you. Mm-hmm. And I would show them how this God of the Old Testament is the same God of the New, New Testament. Testament. Yep. And I would advise them to go and prayerfully read the book of John and see what Jesus says about his father mm-hmm. and read the story of the prodigal son in, in Luke chapter 11. That's, that story is Matthew chapter 11, very near to my heart, where you see God taking off his slippers and running, running, running down the road. Uh, towards this prodigal son, the prodigal father, you know, I would ask them to prayerfully um, read John, read that story and, and ask the Holy Spirit to help them to understand the heart of God. Because when you understand the heart of God, that frees you from living by works or covenant, so to speak. Right, right. Yep. And it and I and I'm I'm glad the way you you said it. It's not it's not an old and a new covenant. It's one mm, covenant. It's, it's one always covenant. been the one everything. covenant. But mm, it, yes. but the way the way it's um, perceived to us is like okay, this is the way, you know. And and um, it's our perspective the way we yes. look at things, and it's um, yes. it's misleading. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So our lesson this week says you're free to live the abundant life. You're free to be happy. Yes. You don't need to go around with a long face. That's true yep. too. You know, yep. worrying about yep. your salvation, right. worrying right. about your role in your salvation. If you're right. doing enough, you can just relax and be free. Knowing your salvation is bought and paid for and right. that you are loved beyond measure, mm-hmm. even in your sinful Yes. Yep. Be free and be happy yep. as a seven day Adventist. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Very important because you know, you, you know the face, Mrs. Stevens, when you come to faith, church and you. Happy Sabbath. You have to be serious, yeah. man. You can't be, yeah. you know, you can't, you can't even, you know, and, and, and they take it to the next level too. Sometimes we have taken it to the next level, not your own pleasure, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. On my holy day. On my holy day. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like sometimes you can't even, like like sometimes we had a, like a, a preacher come and he would say something in the, in the pulpit that was funny and certain people don't want to laugh. <laughs> no. <laughs> because yeah. you have to be serious when it comes on the Sabbath. Wow. Yeah. 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 But um, um, any, any other more no. questions? No. Okay, Don is satisfied. Like, wow. <laughs> yes, wow. That journey is is powerful because I think a lot of us feel that, like you have said before, that we've arrived. Yes. We've checked off all the boxes. We are in ministry. We work within the church. We do this. We do that. And we think that of ourselves, we're ready. Yep. We're ready to mm-hmm. meet Jesus. And it takes that Holy Spirit to actually start to pick away layer by layer. Okay, yep. you got to work on this. You got to work on this for us to really have that true connection with Him. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and, the point, and, and, yeah. Go ahead. And it's it, we we're gonna know we are Christians by our love. Yes. It's true. Yes. That's the acid test. The acid test is not the Ten Commandments, no. which it is. I mean, it's love for God and love for your neighbor. Yes. But mm-hmm. we just take the letter and we don't realize it's how we treat people. Yes. So, you know, there am I, there I am, me and Mr. Stevens, putting mm-hmm. our daughter out. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And thinking that we are being good Christians by doing such a thing. Teaching her a lesson. Right. Yeah. Teach her a lesson. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day is how you treat people. Yeah. How yeah. you how you show the heart of Jesus to people. That's what will tell whether or not you are um you are a Christian. Yes, it's yeah. true. Amen. It's so Amen. True. Amen. Wow. Wow, powerful, yep. powerful. Yep. Amen. So, so yeah, Mrs. Stevens, we're we are blessed by your testimony. Absolutely. And um absolutely. thank you so much for reminding us yeah. about um what what God true love is and yeah. and his purpose for us. Yeah, and how to treat people. Yes. How we yep. treat people. And um that sense of entitlement that we, yeah. we all have yeah. and the biases that we have yes. too. And yes. you, you know about the biases growing up in the Caribbean, Mrs. Stevens. Oh yes. <laughs> Especially, I know, especially when you were working at the bank when you were 17, mm-hmm. you know, you had that little attitude, right? You oh, know, yeah. Because you, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're the bank girl, you're not a farmer. Yeah, yes. Yep. yes. Yes, yes. So, yeah, because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm from the Caribbean now and I know I know that too. I, 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 I've experienced that and I've behaved that way. Mm-hmm. I've behaved, you know, we, I grew up in a home where we were Adventist. I was Adventist from birth and uh, our family, you know, we, we, um, we had a little bit more than than the normal, so we were, we were well off, and the attitude that I grew up with too. So I know exactly mm-hmm. that type of attitude. So <laughs> it's, yeah. it's amazing how I mean, God, when God brought me to the United States, how He just broke me down from all of that type of yes. stuff, you know. So, yeah. And you know, even now, you know, when like you know when I would speak at events and so on, and mm-hmm. you know, people would compliment me and parents would say how amazing i am listen sometimes my head starts to swell you of guys course. Of course. Yep. Mm-hmm. and then the holy spirit has to remind me little girl don't forget don't forget <laughs> right. everything you are right. it's because of me, me. Yeah. don't forget don't forget where you came from yes. so so colin it still rises up in me of sometimes course. of course and so I, i'm always afraid of you know of the compliments mm. and i always have to be prayerful afterward and said holy spirit don't let it go to my head because you know it's very easy yes. for, for it to go to my head you know yes so so yeah it's it's a constant struggle you know yeah well well not a constant struggle a constant learning constant learning right is on yep. on learning on learning the old stuff on learning the new stuff, stuff. yeah so yes yeah, we have to do that. So, mm-hmm. but don't, don't be afraid of the compliment. Just say, you know what? To God be the to glory. God be the glory. And, to God and really be the give glory. it back to Him. Mm-hmm. Give it back to Him. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Wow. Yeah. So, as I said before, awesome. we're awesome. we're we're so excited to to have you here in my testimony, and I know this testimony oh, is going to be a blessing, blessing yeah. to those who are listening today. Oh yeah. yeah so, so we want to thank I you hope- again. I hope it lifts up the name of Jesus and people can see really who he is. Amen. 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 All right. So Dawn, pray pray to close this out. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, almighty father. What an amazing God you are. The way that you continue to teach and help us to unlearn the things that are in our lives and help us to understand how much you truly love us. How much you're really always there to show us exactly how to live in this world but not be of this world. Mm-hmm. I thank you for Mrs. Stevens' testimony. 
What an amazing testimony, Lord. How you have brought her throughout her whole journey and how you show her how much you love her and how she has been an example not only to us but our children of how amazing you can truly be. So help us all, Lord, as we listen to this testimony to take it into our hearts, to have that prayerful attitude to come to you to ask, please show us how to live the right way so we can love one another and truly serve you so we can be ready to meet you. It's our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So, Mrs. Stevens, uh, thank you so much again. And um, all regards to your family, to to everyone. Um, Where's Denzel? Denzel and his brother? Denzel and Mark are in New York with their mom. Wow. Okay. All right. Yep. Give them them all regards. I will. I will. And then Mark, Mark and, and everyone else. And, um, we see Rhonda all the time. She yeah. comes here and she sings a she plantation. Sings so. yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, all right then. So take care and uh, we'll talk soon, okay? Thank you. It was wonderful.